welcome to today's episode of A Journey to Loving Yourself, a podcast that guides you on a journey of rediscovering who you truly are so you can love yourself and the world around you unconditionally. Hey, I'm Fran and I'm on an amazing journey of self-love. A big part of this journey has been realising that love was always there. It's just a case of removing any blocks that were preventing me from loving myself. This journey has inspired me to help people rediscover that love within themselves because self-love really is the key to a happy life. And my name is Andrew. After undergoing a significant spiritual awakening, I found what I have always been looking for, the unconditional peace, love and joy of remembering the truth of who I am and the truth of existence. This is the only truth there is, that there is only oneness, awareness or love. I'm now dedicating my life to helping as many people as possible to remember this truth so that you too can experience this incredible discovery. We are so excited to be on this journey with you, offering you advice, tools and exercises to find love once again within yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, we would be super grateful if you could like, rate and review it. You can find us on Instagram at at surrendercommunity and at fearlessly.me.now. We also have a mailing list if you would like to receive exclusive discounts and be kept up to date with events and courses. Just find the link in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of A Journey to Loving Yourself. Today's episode is How Do You Love Yourself? Andrew and I will share our experiences and we will also give you some tips on what the key is to loving yourself. You are going to want to listen to the very end of the podcast because Bree makes her first appearance today. Before we go into how to love yourself, it's important to identify actions that show that we are not loving towards ourselves so that we can change that pattern. Look at your life. Think about ways that you potentially are not showing yourself love. One example could be not following your dreams. You feel like you have to conform to a nine-to-five job or stay in a relationship that you're not happy in? What's stopping you from doing something that makes your heart light up? It's feeling like you maybe don't deserve to live out your dream. Maybe you don't pamper yourself and do self-care activities. Maybe you settle for less than best. Maybe you speak hurtfully to yourself all day long subconsciously putting yourself down. These are all examples of actions that aren't loving towards ourselves. But there is hope and we hope to give you some food for thought in this episode so that you can think more positively about yourself and fall in love with yourself all over again. When I was in year five, I remember going to parents' evening with my mum and dad and I remember the teacher saying yeah she's doing really well in everything but she's just missing that spark 
And that stayed with me for many years. That hurt. It just confirmed all those beliefs that I had about myself that I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough, despite me always trying my best. How could a teacher say that to a year five kid? How old would I have been? Like eight or nine? The reason I'm mentioning this is because I think as a result of events like that, I've just for a long time felt very unworthy and not good enough. And it's only in recent years where I've noticed that I looked for confirmation outside of myself to feel worthy and enough. If you rely on something outside of yourself to confirm whether you're loved or not, then you leave yourself vulnerable. Sometimes you may feel loved if someone shows you love, but then when they don't, you won't feel complete. In fact, who cares what anyone else thinks about you? Because the key is you going inside of yourself and being that lover, loving yourself, knowing who you truly are, knowing that at your very core, you are love and you don't need anything outside of you to confirm that. Right, let's get into it then. Andrew, how do you love yourself? Well, it may shock you to hear me say that one cannot truly love themselves. In order to experience true love, you must go beyond the self. You must realise that the self is just an illusion and love is all there is, ever was and ever will be. The more effort you put into loving yourself, the further away you will be because you are trying to love an illusion and so you are giving more energy to this illusion, making it seem more real. This self, this individual character you are playing is an illusion and so is imperfect by nature. You cannot truly love something that is imperfect, no matter how hard you try. Even if you love your body, for instance, Your body will eventually change with age, and so this love will only be temporary, and so will not be true love, which is permanent. If you love yourself because you love your personality, then that love is conditional on your personality. If you had a different personality, you might not love yourself. This is not true, unconditional love. The root cause of any suffering in the world, and anything that is not loving, is this belief in separation. When you believe you are an individual self that is separate from others and the world around you, your ego blocks, restricts and distorts love from flowing through you. However, when you realise that the self is just an illusion, then love flows through you unhindered and unimpeded by the self. You see some amazing moments among people when they have such empathy with someone. They become one with the other person because they put themselves in the other's shoes. And loving actions result from this empathy, because they have temporarily seen through the illusion of separation. So the only thing you can do to experience true love is to remember who you truly are. But how do you do that? The main way is through meditation. When you are still, silent, in darkness, you are not distracted by any outside illusions. You take all attention off your body. 
all attention off the character you're playing and how it relates to the world around you. Then the final hurdle is your mind. With no outside distractions, your ego will start to make up imaginary distractions in your mind. But an amazing thing about the distractions from the mind is that when you observe these distractions, they no longer exist. It is like you're in a cinema and the screen represents your mind. The movie only plays when you are not looking at the screen. When you look at the screen, it is completely dark, blank. In the same way, if you observe your thoughts as they're happening, they fizzle out on their own. The thoughts can only occur when you are not fully aware of them. We tend to only become aware of thoughts after they have already happened. But try to become aware as they're happening. Find out what is this thought about that I'm thinking right now. When you bring awareness to your thoughts like this, you create gaps between your thoughts. Keep practicing and those gaps become longer and bigger. This gives you an opportunity to penetrate those gaps to discover who is this you that is there when the voice in your head is not. This is when the magic starts to happen. This is when you start to get glimpses of true love, peace and joy. Now of course this is not easy at first and everyone always likes to make out like it's too difficult for them because they have a busy mind that is busier than most minds. I know what you're thinking, almost everyone says this. Your ego is trying to make excuses to discourage you from doing it. The main advice I give you give to you is not to take meditation too seriously. Be playful with it. Just observe all the clever ways the mind tries to distract you. Enjoy it. Be in awe of its cleverness. It is a game you're playing with your mind. Your ego is trying to distract you by creating an entertaining film in your mind and you are attempting not to get distracted. Sometimes the ego will win, sometimes you will win. And the more you practice, the more you will win. Don't be so hard on yourself if your ego has been winning a lot. It's okay. It takes time, so just be patient and have some fun with it. What's the rush? And this is a game you can play at any time. Once you're able to go beyond your mind to see the truth of who you are and are able to stay there for a while and not be distracted, you will have your first enlightenment experience. Then you will know that you are love. Then you will know how this game of not loving yourself was so silly. It was never ever about loving yourself, but getting yourself out of the way so that the experience of love can happen. I love that, Andrew. So what I'm hearing is it's not about learning to love yourself. It's about understanding oneness on a deep level. It's about going within and then you will get a glimpse of who you truly are, which is pure love. Yes, when you remember that you are not separate from anything or anyone, then love just happens by itself. I'm sure you've had glimpses of it, right? I have recently, yes, I've had a casual dark night of the soul the last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just had the real urge to meditate a lot more. And 
I've been someone who has felt in the past like I should be meditating and then I often feel guilty for not meditating because I see how much Andrew meditates and I think just on that side note it's important as Andrew said to just be playful with meditation don't see as see it as a chore if you don't feel like doing it then don't do it but then there will be times where you naturally feel like doing it and so this week I, I yeah I did I think it was a nearly two hour meditation <laughs> which I just wanted to do and I I just really got into it I closed my eyes and was able to get my mind out the way and a question was just coming up, which was, who am I? Who am I? Initially, I wanted to answer, I'm Fran. I'm Fran. But then as I continued to do that, something deeper was coming up. The Fran was disappearing. It was dissipating. And I was getting these feelings of pure joy. And I felt like I could have stayed in that meditation for hours. I was losing track of time. And so I would encourage anyone listening to go within when they can, to just try and not see it as a chore and just see what happens. Maybe ask yourself, who am I? And see what comes up for you. Exactly. Are there any other ways outside of meditation, Andrew, that you would encourage people to learn to do this, to to go within and to to rediscover who they truly are meditation is by far the best way in that way you make sure that you get rid of all distractions and it's by far the easiest way to know who you are beyond your character and the voice in your head and your body but uh, one of the exercises that i was going to give today was actually Basically, to look yourself, look at yourself in the mirror, look into your pupils, into that dark circle. And what you'll find is when you put all attention there, soon you forget completely about the body. The thoughts in your mind start to slow down until they disappear completely. And you are just left in that infinite dark void that you can see through your pupils. And in this way, it does a very similar thing to meditation where you are taken into the infinite dark void and you experience love and there's no idea of separation. So that's one of the exercises. And then, of course, the other exercise is basically what this whole podcast has been about. Play that game whenever you can, whenever you've got some free time. Play that game with your mind. Become aware of what thoughts and clever ways it's trying to distract you in any given moment become aware of it and notice how your awareness basically gets those distractions out of the way keep playing this game have some fun with it and soon you will discover what we have been talking about for a few podcasts now (laughs) (laughs) thank you for those exercises i know louise hay talks a lot about mirror work in her book you can heal your life and that's a book which i would highly recommend anyone looking to heal and i guess they do say that your eyes are the windows to your soul don't they 
but there's something beyond your soul even this is what the uh, you can see through your eyes your soul is your light body it's a beautiful thing but there's something else something beyond that uh, beyond your soul which you can uh, enter into through meditation or looking into your pupils or the pupils of anyone else or any pet Oh, okay. So would you say that's that feeling is being connected to source? Which feeling? That feeling like beyond your soul. It's that you are source. You yeah. you uh, you remember that you are source. Yeah. And there's nothing else. Okay. What well, one of the first exercises we do at our retreats actually is before people are properly introduced to each other they'll get into pairs and they'll look in each other's eyes for is it about 10 minutes yeah 10 15 10 15 minutes and it's interesting seeing people's different responses to this strangers looking at each other in the eyes a few people get emotional a few people giggle a few people are very resistant to it and a few people really warm to it I think it often makes people feel quite vulnerable, doesn't it? Exactly, yes. When someone looks straight into your eyes, into your pupils, they don't see the image you're trying to project, uh, which is this ego, this character that you've built. They see beyond that to who you really are. And so you feel vulnerable. This person has just penetrated to your very core <laughs> without any foreplay you know <laughs> and uh, and people feel vulnerable and so you know some people get angry initially because it's like oh you're a stranger how how dare you sort of suddenly come to my very core you know i don't even know you so they get angry some people get emotional because who they really are has hasn't really been ever seen in this life not by them not by anyone we tend to only look at each other's bodies or focus on each other's words or actions and we never really look at each other for who we really are right in the pupils forget completely about the words actions and and body and character and so people get emotional because they feel finally I've been seen and some people giggle just because of discomfort really again it comes from the vulnerability and they're like oh what is this you know mm. um and so their just natural reaction is uh, laughter but generally most pretty much everyone eventually gets over that uh, discomfort and actually starts to connect with the other person and this connection is not conditional it's not based on having things in common you know superficial things it's like where you live and how old you are and what your job is and and things like that it has absolutely nothing to do with that this connection is beyond all that a connection where when you look into someone's eyes both you and the other person disappear both selves disappear and there is just love there is just oneness and this connection you can have with anything or anyone but it's good to find it from within yourself first understand who you are understand that you are everything and everyone and then you can more easily see it in other people 
Just your light-hearted, casual bit of homework there, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) As you were saying that, I was reminded of when I used to go out for dog walks, I found that some people would be, some people that I came across would be really friendly and smiley, but then the majority of people would either avoid my gaze when I wanted to catch their eye to smile or say hello and they'd just look past look beyond me and and not acknowledge that I was there and this used to really bother me didn't it I'd come back from dog walks feeling a bit frustrated I think why why wouldn't they want to have be smiled at or say hello or just have some kind of nice interaction with someone on the walk and then it struck me one day that I think these people don't know how to receive love and so they're closing themselves off because they're, they may feel like they're making themselves vulnerable in some way or they just don't know how to receive love. And it made me have a different perspective. Not Rather than thinking that they were being rude, I thought, oh, this person just needs some love. So now I consciously send them love if they do that to me. Yes, when you truly look at someone, as I say, those barriers to love, the selves, the egos, uh, suddenly drop. You can't have an ego uh, when just simply looking into someone's pupils silently. Uh, Both egos drop and it's just a way to be able to give someone, to allow love to flow through you to the other person. It's so simple, uh, so easy to do and so effective as well yeah you were saying about when people look in people's eyes they feel that some of them haven't ever felt seen truly seen before and that's something that's been a big thing for me in recent years where I've had this fear of not feeling seen and heard and long story short I was looking for an EFT partner to work on this and I posted on our Facebook group of EFT practitioners, can someone help me? I would like to tap through my issues of not being seen or heard. And someone commented on it saying, allow yourself to be seen and heard. And that really resonated with me because it made me realise that it's not outside of me I I don't need to rely on the things outside of me to be for me to feel seen or heard it's about me going within and allowing myself to be seen and heard and I thought that was really special yes and uh, when we channeled my higher self they told you that whenever you don't feel seen or heard to go within and see yourself, see who you really are. And they repeatedly have said that once you have found that, uh, found who you really are on a deeper level, then suddenly you'll find that many people will start seeing you and hearing you. But it first has to come from within yourself. You have to see yourself first before other people can see you. Exactly, and so it's the same with love allow yourself to go within and realize that you are the love 
that you may have been looking outside of you for. Andrew, has there ever been a time where you felt quite distanced from love and what did you do? Yeah, when I was younger, uh, young teens, I had just entered secondary school and this school, the people at this school, let's just say they were not very nice and I really didn't get on with anyone. In fact, I was quite bullied by the majority of the year and not only that but when I was at home uh, again I did not get on with my family and you know there was a abuse there shall we say and the only other place that I would ever go to was church and even there I was bullied and not liked and so that was a time in my life where I felt uh, so unloved by others but actually this forced me to spend so much more time on my own and actually I got very comfortable being on my own I honestly didn't mind it and I actually loved myself I despite <laughs> no one else around me showing me love I actually loved myself there was something within me that was just always comfortable with being on my own and like it didn't matter too much to me that other people around me didn't love me it didn't affect me as much as you'd think it would mm. and you know it, I guess it that that was good to experience from a young age which is you know all from then on has always helped me be so independent and not be so reliant and needy on others and to just be comfortable on my own that's great Andrew it's it's great to it means it shows doesn't it that time alone can be good to help you go within and not rely on the love of others for you to feel complete in fact yes that's it's important to spend more time alone a lot of people complain uh, when they feel alone when when you know they're perhaps single when they're you know perhaps not seeing their friends or family as much and they may feel lonely they may think this is a negative thing but actually when it's a, it's pretty much only when you're alone that you can discover who you really are you can't discover it if you're being distracted by other people uh you know they're all they're all distractions they're all taking your time and energy all that time and energy is coming out of you and so what meditation does it helps you be completely alone block out everything else all the distractions and through this aloneness you'll find oneness and this oneness is love you'll be so overcome with love at that point why does our society celebrate being busy all the time in fact it encourages working really hard all the time and a lot of people feel like they can't take time out to go within. You can always take time to go within and be alone. When you make the decision to, dis to try to discover who you are, to spiritually grow, the universe will always cater for that. But if, you're, if you give in to ego thoughts like, 
oh, I just can't do that, you know, or um, that my situation is is unique, um, is that's just not for me, I can't do it that way, then you, those thoughts are what are preventing you. It's not the situation that you're in, it's the thoughts, the ego thoughts that are preventing you from going within. And of course, this world has been created in such a way to constantly keep you uh, in distractions and there's many many different forms of distractions available to you and all these distractions take your energy and focus away outside from you and so the idea of meditation is to uh, take back that power take back all your energy not have it sucked from you from all these different sources to take back your focus bring it to within you to relinquish uh, giving your energy to silly things silly distractions caring about things that don't really matter to you and you know going within and asking yourself the one question pretty much the one question that really does matter which is who are you obviously you're um, being guided now to spend a couple of weeks focusing on meditation and going within so i uh, can't wait to see uh, what you find on the other side <laughs> me too time for some jokes so when i searched for jokes about loving yourself it was all about masturbation <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be sadly what people think loving yourself means <laughs> okay first one did you hear about the lady who fell in love with a ginger ale salesman? She was swept off her feet. <laughs> My wife said to me, if you won the lottery, would you still love me? I said, of course I would. I'd miss you, but I'd still love you. <laughs> Example of conditional love there. <laughs> I once dated a tennis player, but I had to end it when she said that love means nothing to her. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> in lieu of a dream this week we've decided to just share how some people at our retreats when they get deep in the meditations that we do which are designed to you know try and get you to discover who you are in a, a, quite a quick way they actually are so full of love and joy and peace that they start crying. They start crying because they feel, finally, I'm home. And they feel so overwhelmed. And when I'm starting to close the meditation, they they don't want, they said they don't want to come back, you know, because it's just so amazing. It's so amazing. And you can stay in that state for a very long time because in that state, there are, there's no concept of time at all. And so, you know, it is a really beautiful thing. I guess you could segue into introducing the retreats. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we the main aim, you could say, is to help you discover who you really are. And there's many different ways we do that. But we do do uh, special surrender meditations which really help you penetrate into the very core of your being uh, quite quickly. And we do different methods to help you do that in each meditation. Once you discover 
who you really are. We've found that like once people start getting close to discovering who they really are, they lighten up more, they're more playful, more jokey, they heal more. You know, when we're um, removing all these blocks, all these barriers that people have to discovering who you are, you know, the dense emotions, the the busyness of the thoughts, the restlessness, the, you know, thoughts about past and future and stuff. When we gradually get all those dense things out of the way, those dense clouds, people manage to discover who they are uh, in a much deeper way. And it's, you can just see the changes happening within people. You definitely can. It's lovely seeing them be more playful and joyful as the week goes on. Yes, and healing. And, you know, essentially what, 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 I, fi- what I find when it comes to people healing the root cause, really, of any health condition, any condition in terms of your energy, uh, emotions, physical body, mental state, any sort of negative condition relating to any of those things, it all comes down to not loving yourself, not knowing who you are. That's the root sickness, not knowing who you are, forgetting. And so healing is all about remembering who you truly are and so those who uh, remember more of who they truly are they're the ones that heal the most so if you are interested uh, you can click in the link in the description which will give you more information on our retreats we'd love to see you there and that's it for this episode so thank you everyone for listening and we hope to see you next time Thank you for listening to today's episode. It's been a real joy to put this together. If you would like to request any themes, send in any questions or have us interpret any of your dreams, then please let me know at lovefromfrancesca at hotmail.com. Guys, if you've made it to the very end, then well done. And you get a bonus feature, which is free snoring. (laughs) I hope you enjoy how cute this is. See you next time.